Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here as always with Drew Dinsick. Hello, Drew. Today we're going to talk about uh, some of the more notable games on the schedule in the NFL this weekend, Chiefs, Jags. Yeah, I guess 49ers-Rams isn't one of the more notable ones, but there are some uh, interesting elements to that mm. one. Uh, and then Dolphins-Pats on Sunday night, which is going to be an epic, and then we'll close out with our best bets for the weekend. Uh, let's start off with Chiefs-Jags. Not a lot of respect for your Jacksonville Jaguars, Drew, who are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home to Kansas City. Looks like Chris Jones will play. Uh, we'll see what kind of snap count he has. I imagine he's going to be on something like the Nick Bosa plan. Uh, Chris Jones said himself that he will see if he's in football shape, uh, judging by how he feels in practice. <laughs> Looks like Travis Kelsey is trending towards playing. I think the market yeah. is reflecting that at the moment. Total is 51, which is the highest total on the board. Uh, is this too much respect for uh, Mr. Mahomes? Yeah, I think respect is the key, Jay. Uh, I don't have a huge X's and O handicap here to support my Jags. Um, I do believe that their offense, if uh, if they, you know, if, if Trevor Lawrence is getting the ball out quickly, if Peterson has some wrinkles beyond what we saw last week with this unbelievably dynamic, you know, set of weapons, um, the Jags can score in this game, and they can go score for score for the Chiefs. And in the Pat Mahomes Andy Reid era. Uh, the kind of answer to the question is, you know, can you back this dog against the Chiefs? The answer was, can they score 30? And I think the Jags can say yes, based on the fact that you have, uh, you know, five weapons who all match up positively against their respective chief defenders. Uh, and so that's about where my optimism for the Jaguars being able to kind of steal one ends because the Jaguars defense is wildly overmatched. And uh, Chris Jones in particular being back on the field against an offensive line that has a cluster injury inside is spooky. Um, but that said, Respect, I think, is kind of the X factor here uh, because this is probably fair market around three and there's a little bit of a surcharge on Chiefs because of the players coming back, a little bit of a surcharge on Chiefs because people believe they're going to bounce back from a tough loss on home. Okay. It is tough if you are the Chiefs to get up for every single regular season game. We know this. They tend to build into the season. They tend to um, try to be playing their best football in December and January. Meanwhile, their opponents throughout the regular season have been a good bet on, especially as dogs outside of three, because every week that they play the Chiefs, that's their Super Bowl. 
Doug Peterson gets to get in the locker room and get these guys fired up for this is your Super Bowl. If you win this game, we are in control of our division. We are in control of the conference because everybody else lost. And it's tough for me to see the Chiefs being able to answer that level of intensity if they are asked because this isn't the Chiefs Super Bowl. You know what the Chiefs Super Bowl is, Jay? It's the actual Super Bowl. They've been there many times now and they are the defending champions. And so just in this, just in the, uh, the um, kind of intangible factor of what are you getting out of these players? And look, I don't lean into like, uh, you know, the, the narrative stuff all that often. And I'm literally just doing this in support of Jags futures, which gain equity if they win, <laughs> like that's the name of the game here for me. Um, but, but I do think there is something to be said about Jaguars. This game means the entire season for them. Uh, and Chiefs, this game means, yeah, it's it's another game. And, oh, by the way, there's a li- even a little bit less uh, incentive for the Chiefs to leave it all on the field because the Chargers lost, the Bills lost, the Bengals lost. It's realistically just a, a matter of, um, you know, kind of keeping your players healthy and being in the mix for them. And so I can see a little bit of a mo- motivational angle here for the home dogs. Uh, and uh, to the degree that every other team in the AFC – who knows their schedule, knows the Chiefs, is on, Chiefs are on their schedule, they spent a little bit of time this summer. They put a couple wrinkles in the playbook that said, okay, well, we know that's going to be a tough one. Here's how, what our approach, here's what our, you know, they've thought this through. This is not just a, whew, we made it through week one. Who do we got week two? Oh, it's Kansas City. Uh-oh. No, they've been thinking about this for a while. I would expect some wrinkles and some interesting things that the Jaguars are going to roll out there. And I believe in Trevor Lawrence. And, uh, you know, this this is a, a huge test for him because uh, if he can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and get a win, then all of a sudden he's going to be kind of thought of in the MVP market. You know, Peterson's going to be thought of in the coach of the year market. But even more importantly, the path to the one seed for the Jaguars is going to be theirs for the taking. And that's what I'm the most excited about. Yep. Drew, do you know who is, uh, since week nine of the NFL season last year, who is the second highest rated quarterback by PFF grade. It's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> only Joe Burrow and uh, in front of Patrick Mahomes, who's third. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction that if the Jags win this game, then we will wake up on Monday morning and Trevor Lawrence will be the MVP favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that'll be warranted, but that's generally how this stuff works. We saw what happened for Tua's <laughs> price. Uh, and I'm going to make a prediction that if that happens, I will be uh, betting Patrick Mahomes at plus 1,300 <laughs> or whatever he is, uh, 02. Uh, yeah, I... I want to believe in Lawrence and the Jags. I'm just not the market certainly doesn't think they're that good if uh, they're three and a half point dogs at home to the Chiefs. Uh, some questions about their offensive line, which is the concern. Now maybe the Chiefs aren't the best team uh, on the planet to expose that, but definitely believe in the Jags offense. I think coming into the season, the the highest variance player in the NFL was Deshaun Watson, but I think the highest variance skill position player was probably Calvin Ridley. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he kind of answered some of that variance of week one uh, where yeah. it's going to be on the higher end uh, of the spectrum where he was an absolute monster uh, against Indianapolis. Uh, we'll see what he does for an encore. But, uh, but yeah, I believe in the Jags offense. I believe in Lawrence. Uh, I believe he's an MVP caliber player already. I think his MVP odds should be shorter than Burrow and Allen, honestly, just because, yeah. one, he's one win in front of them and played a lot better than they did. And also, I think he, uh, just in that division, um, has kind of an easier path to, yeah. to racking up uh, wins. Uh, is the Jags are bet at minus 190 to win the AFC South because it kind of feels like a 100, 105% chance. Might, yeah. yeah, 
I mean, my preseason uh, price on them was in the minus 250 range. I laid all, I mean, I took all of the big prices in uh, the futures markets because I had that huge, uh, you know, delta. Um, I'm not like dying to lay minus one. It was, I think it was minus 150, minus 180, something in that ballpark preseason. And I'm not really into laying that for a full 18 game season, uh, yeah, 18 week season. So uh, that was why I tacked into that approach. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a good parlay. Like if you're trying to, you know, get a little more more equity in a certain futures bet uh putting that in there works for me um i think uh they got their toughest head-to-head win in division already uh it was at indianapolis uh i think uh the at you know the tennessee titans get a downgrade based on what you know about that team right now um and uh you know the houston texans maybe maybe by the time they play them later in the season they're a challenge but I, i'm not really uh you know concerned about any of the other afc south foes very, very grim division. Uh, before we get into another very grim division, the NFC West, a reminder that Bet the Edge isn't the only show every day during the NFL season. You can also check out the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, Connor Rogers, and me. It airs live on Peacock at noon, re-airs at 4 p.m. Eastern, and is available on our NFL on NBC Sports YouTube channel as well as wherever you listen to your podcasts. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, San Francisco 49ers, perhaps the best team in football, seven-and-a-half-point favorites uh, against the rampaging Los Angeles Rams. The <laughs> total is 44-and-a-half. I think one of the yeah. sneaky uh, big things to come out of week one uh, that perhaps is not covered as much because no one really still takes this team that seriously, but Matthew Stafford looked like uh, kind of looked like a guy who won the Super Bowl 18 months ago and yeah. uh, was right in the mix to win Super Bowl. MVP if he didn't have a couple of ill-advised picks, which, to be fair, are kind of part of uh, his game. But he looked magnificent against Seattle. And I understand he wasn't up against a great defense, but just athletically and how nimble he looked and just the caliber of throws that he was executing, the vintage Stafford sidearmers uh, that were just getting in there, mainly to uh, the great Puka Nakua. Uh, Stafford was the number two highest-graded quarterback uh, by PFF in week one. So he looked monstrous. The offensive line, which was among many concerns for the Rams, was one of the bigger ones, held up fine, uh, admittedly again, against not much, a very anemic Seattle pass rush. 
but how real do you think this Rams team is? Do you think they can give the 49ers uh, any run for their money and, and keep this within a touchdown? The scene of the crime, Jay. Back in SoFi where uh, the Rams stole a Super Bowl appearance from the Niners in that yeah. NFC Championship game because uh, they couldn't, uh, you know, Niners couldn't uh, intercept a very catchable ball. <laughs> that was that would have been game. Um, and, you know, I think the, the, I'm inclined here to look Rams. Uh, market has come back down to earth a bit after getting it to eight. Um, oh, by the way, Niners, man. I don't love teasing that much early in the season just because there is a little bit more variance, it feels like, about some of these teams. But boy, oh boy, what a teaser like Rams minus seven and a half is. Holy smokes. Um, but uh, I mean, excuse me, Niners minus seven and a half down to one and a half is, is incredible. Um, all that said, the uh, the defense is still a huge question mark. I don't think Seattle really was able to um, you know put the weak portions of this defense to the test because Geno Smith was under duress up the middle and then they lost their tackles and then he was in duress for everywhere you know from everywhere and the team kind of just gave up in that game um and so the question here is we think that we think high likelihood that the Niners are going to get theirs uh the and and covering for the Rams means answering um and covering for Stafford means Avoiding the key turnovers, which to this point, you know, it looks like he can do, um, you know, some of it, maybe just his el- elbow is feeling better. And so he's, you know, a little bit more precise with his ball. We know it's not ne- never been really a decision making thing with him and the turnovers. It's always just been uh, a little bit of a weird, wild accuracy on a given day. And I've always kind of attributed that to, you know, the the uh, fatigue injury in his elbow. And if that's 100 percent right now, then he's going to be razor sharp. The Rams have a very realistic chance of covering this uh, number outside of a touchdown. And I think uh, the over is probably live here at 44 and a half because, um, I mean, my median projection here, again, I have, I know I'm low on Rams D. I know. I, I hand up. I'm, I'm low on these guys. I think the Niners are going to get into or close to 30. Uh, and I think that, you know, if you're, if you're going to get 17 points out of the Rams, you could hit this total. Um, and you know, if, if their, if their offensive line does what they did last week, and that's a huge question mark because Seattle's pass rush looked useless. Uh, and so I don't know if that was a fair test, but if they play that well again, and Stafford has time, he's going to, you know, you're going to see a lot of the same stuff I would expect. Um, because that those there, there's not necessarily perfect scheme to stop what McVeigh is trying to do there when the weapons are, you know, doing exactly what you asked them to do. And Stafford is being that precise with his ball. So um, I'm inclined here to believe that the Rams are live-ish. Uh, I just have not bet it because I still have a relatively low rating on the offensive line. And that's kind of the number that I have circled here in red pen, because if this offensive line gels and they're giving him time against this test, that this is like the bellwether game that this offense is going to continue to score uh, and into the uh, high 20s. And in this world where, you know, your median total is now 43 and half the games on the board are sub 40, um, the Rams might actually have one of the better offenses in the NFL. It could be top 10 if the offensive line is as good as we saw last week, but uh, I need to see them do it against a tougher test. Yeah, a little scarred from uh, week four last year where the Rams went into San Francisco. That was back when San Francisco, that, they were not a juggernaut at that point. That was still, I think that was Jimmy's third uh, game of the season and they had just eked out. Uh, they just didn't They didn't look entirely right. Stafford's throwing arm looked like this though. <laughs> and the offensive line was just completely non-viable. Yeah, very uh, true. Where they just got wrecked and also... Uh, Jalen Ramsey turned into Eli 
by Apple trying to yes. uh, defend against Debo Samuel, uh, who just absolutely trucked him. Uh, so a little bit scarred by that. And I think there is a decent chance that the Niners pass rush will just will just render uh, the LA Rams offense just completely uh, non-viable. I think that is in play. It At is. the same time, I do believe in Stafford, uh, certainly at least until he gets injured. Uh, I do believe in Puka Nakua as well. I think he is Ooh. real. And he's a very weird prospect because yeah, obviously, you know, he wasn't a high draft pick. Uh, his college stats weren't crazy outside of yards per route run. When he was actually on the field in college, he was very, very good. So I don't know what's going on, but he certainly looked the part. And there was a lot of buzz about him in preseason, which you never know because there was a lot of buzz about Romeo Dobbs last year. Yep. But Romeo Dobbs never got 15 targets. Uh, and that's what Puka Nakua got. And he was absolutely dominant he looked the part a little bit like cooper cup out there just finding the gaps uh in the defense he seemed like a huge beneficiary of stafford's play and mcveigh's scheme so i think he might be real uh and so between that between what the offensive line did show the defense made a lot of jokes about russ yeast russ yeast was good uh against seattle so i don't really know what to make of this rams defense i would think that they're not great but i would lean rams Plus seven and a half uh, seems like a mighty big number this early in the season when there are still some unknowns. But we'll say on the 49ers side of things, uh, have I, I think I have a, a decent bet uh, in the futures market on the 49ers, and that's on Brock Purdy to win MVP, which we were talking about before we got on air. Uh, he's still 25 to one uh in the market and i think that that is just too biased by his name being brock purdy and people mm -hmm. still having question marks about the pedigree i think people had those same question marks about the pedigree of uh jalen hurts this time last year uh and that evaporated pretty quickly because when you accumulate wins and stats you develop pedigree very quickly and i think purdy like if you just look at his his first starts in the nfl to this point and extrapolate across a full season he is Across a full season, 39 touchdowns, five picks, uh, close to 4,000 yards on the team that is the most likely of any team in the NFL to get a one seed. Uh, and I think the other thing is that people don't remember that Brock Purdy didn't have Debo Samuel for much of last season. Uh, and then he did. And then Debo and him clicked pretty quickly in the playoffs. And so I just think that Purdy, because this award is not for who you think the best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL is. No one thought Matt Ryan was a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers when Matt Ryan won MVP. It's a reward for who has the best season. And I think the Purdy, particularly with how just scattered the AFC is mm -hmm. uh, and just the bad starts that Mahomes, Allen, Burrow have gotten off to, uh, I think the Purdy in an NFC that is much slimmer pickings, uh, I think that price is, is much too big. Um, yep. What do you think that? Great take. No notes. Uh, it, you're, you're early, Jay. I feel like you're early. It's not even Brocktober yet, Jay. Um, no, we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna beat this to death, I think, because the Niners are gonna keep winning games. This team is so freaking good. Kyle Shanahan is in his bag. This is uh, very very exciting uh, to kind of have any type of equity in Niners football right now. Um, I don't think there's a wrong way. Like this team is resilient to injury in so many different ways. They're deep. They have unbelievable defense. Um, yeah, that that is a, a really fun way to attack. And I guess you know the play when I knew Purdy was like that guy. It was uh, T.J. Watt strip sacks him. He's got a surgically repaired elbow and made the decision to try to recover the fumble 
behind his back with TJ Watt going for the ball. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm just going to put my surgically repaired elbow and pin the ball behind my, Oh, I, I got it. It's recovered. This is possession, right? Like that type of stuff happening is, is uh, you know, that's a sign that the guy, the game is just moving slowly for him. And that's pretty huge, huge positive for San Francisco. And uh, what a, what a wild turn of events with the, uh, you know, the way that the quarterback uh, question has been swirling in 2023. And it does feel a little scriptwriter-esque if he does cap it off with an MVP season. Yeah, and I think the thing with Purdy, and I've always been skeptical on Purdy. I think I watched every snap that he played last year because my Shanahan coach of the year ticket. And he did have these just moments of madness last season. But he was also a rookie who was the last pick in the draft, who was a third stringer who was thrown into this situation playing the first games of his career. And the fact that he looked so good against the Steelers and the fact that Shanahan just binned the number three pick in the draft because of his confidence in Brock Purdy. That has to be another indicator that this guy might be for real. Yeah, that's and signal. Since, since he became a starter, uh, including playoff games, he is the number seven graded quarterback by PFF. And I think there is a chance that he is just the seventh best quarterback in the NFL. Like that's in play. And if you're the seventh best quarterback in the NFL – on this team, in this offense, with the one seed uh, right there, uh, mm-hmm. I think that that he he is very live. And what looks like already it could be just a weird MVP year, just because oh, yeah. of the way that the AFC quarterbacks uh, have started, and the fact that the other two big behemoth, well, really the three next best teams in the NFC, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, and Detroit. Well, Jared Goff's not winning MVP, I don't think. Dak Prescott is a candidate, but again, not super frightening. And then the Eagles' offense, look, I think Hurts should be favored over Purdy, but Eagles' offense look terrible against the Patriots, and there's still some question marks there. They're going to play a much harder schedule than last year. So I think in the NFC, uh, it is there for the taking, Drew. Uh, Be a fun one to track. Feels good to be back in on the Niners. Uh, (laughs) Wasn't long uh, between drinks, between Shanahan, Coach of the Year now. Yeah, we just got to dodge the East Coast bias come award season. Exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I think Brock Purdy should have. Should, if anyone's going to have some narrative, it would be the last pick in the draft, uh, leading the Niners to uh, the one seed. Uh, let's not think about his supporting cast. Uh, it's all. It's all Brock. All right. Before we get to uh, another team with an uh, incredible supporting cast for an MVP candidate, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this Sunday night, AFC rivals do battle. When Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots face Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins, coverage starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. Now, the Dolphins are in Foxborough. The Dolphins are three-point favorites. The total is 46.5. The market has has bought in that the Dolphins are, uh, if not a juggernaut, then pretty close because, what, the Eagles closed four and a half. Uh, in New England, and so the Dolphins are not far off of that, and the Eagles are rated as, as you know close to the best team in football. So, uh, do you agree, Drew? Do you think the the, the Dolphins are you know a legitimate one seed contender, uh, deserving favorite in the AFC East? No, no, uh, but it's more of the long term than I, I, this is a weird, complicated uh, kind of thought process. So bear with me. Um, they're not long-term favorites because of the risk of, uh, you know, because of the availability questions swirling around Tua. Sure. They're not short-term bet on because this is a terrible matchup against the Patriots defense, in my opinion. 
And this is a terrible spot too. You got a Miami team flew across the country last week, played their best game, uh, you know, under Mike McDaniel in LA, fly back to Miami, now go up to Foxborough, play in primetime. Like this is Patriots, you know, they're just at home. Like th- this is a, uh, a tough, um, uh, situational spot for a team early in the season. Uh, I thought the Miami Dolphins defense was left a lot to be desired. So teams are going to score on them, which means if they sputter at all, if Tua has any kind of lackadaisical performances in his bag, um, then they're going to lose those games. And I think this is potentially one of those. Uh, I I am I was hot on the Patriots earlier this week when I thought there was some potential that they might have a healthy offensive line or at least three-fifths of a healthy offensive line out there. And now we're looking like cluster injury type of situation, which is concerning. Um, but I do think that in general, the Patriots, you know, what they're – scheme is what their plan a is on offense matches up well with how you can attack this dolphins defense as rostered uh and then on the flip side you know the patriots can match speed with speed and i think um you know i'm sure belichick has some wrinkles that will be a little bit more confusing inspiring he'll have in-game adjustments that are better than brandon staley so um i'm on i'm on the under here under 46 and a half and uh i have bet some Patriots to win the East under the uh, hopes that they win this game this week and then welcome Zach Wilson or they go, they go down and visit Zach Wilson next week. So um, I think the Patriots, uh, if they get these two divisional wins that that price is going to get annihilated. And so uh, looking for a, uh, Mm, we'll call it a, a 17 to uh, to 13 type of win here against the Dolphins team uh, in primetime. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think we're going to learn a little bit about the Patriots. Uh, We're recording this Thursday late afternoon, so we haven't seen the Eagles-Vikings game, but I think we're going to learn a little bit by just... If the Eagles are an absolute juggernaut on offense, uh, then that bodes pretty well for that Patriots defense. I understand there was weather involved uh, and week one, whatever. I can't read too much into a one-game sample, but there is a chance that the Patriots defense uh, is just a juggernaut. At the same time, uh, I'm not sure there's any way to really stop this Miami offense because that that's the best game that two has ever played. Uh, he mm-hmm. was an absolute monster against the Chargers when you think that he didn't have Teron Armstead. And when he didn't have Armstead last year, that team was a mess. The mm-hmm. fact that he, he didn't have that. And then also Jalen Waddell uh, is on the injury report every day with this oblique injury, and he's not full go. Tyreek Hill is is very full go, uh, and that certainly helps. And I, as we talked about, don't know why Brandon Staley is playing man coverage against those guys. But if Tua has actually taken a leap, and now you have Tua and the Mike McDaniel system and Tyreek Hill and Waddle improving in health and Teron Armstead, who looks like he's going to be back for this game at this point, then all of a sudden, like this has a chance to be the best offense in football, and it might just be completely unguardable. The problem is the defense, which mm-hmm. uh, was quietly, well, maybe not quietly, it was just bad against the Chargers and got run all over. Uh, and the Patriots, if the offense can do anything, it's probably run the ball with Ramondre Stevenson. Also, sneakily, I think Mac Jones looked fine against yeah. Philadelphia, against a really good defense. He looked pretty good and he brought them uh, almost all the way back and was probably a toe tap away from, from potentially winning that game against Philadelphia. So... I'm a Mac Jones uh, believer uh, by stock in that guy. And uh, at home, uh, if I was to go either way, I'd probably take Patriots plus three. But uh, we could be coming out of that game thinking that, you know, maybe maybe the Dolphins are just uh, are just a juggernaut on offense uh, and, uh, and are a true uh, Super Bowl contender. Uh, anything else about this one, Drew? 
I mean, if we get to 24, I'll, I'll re- put hand up and say that's the case, but like, I kind of can't even tell you how bad of a spot it is to be, have doing this much travel this early in the season and expect your guys to be conditioned and be up for a primetime game. This is kind of like the kiss of death of situational spots. So good luck dolphins. Okay. Good luck dolphins. <laughs> All right. Before we get to our best bets, a reminder, Saturday, September 16th at 11 a.m. Eastern of Vaughn Dalzell, Brad Thomas and Eric Froton are answering your college football betting questions for week three. All you have to do is tune into our NBC Sports YouTube page to hear more of their thoughts on multiple top 25 matchups, including number eight Washington traveling to East Lansing for a battle with Michigan State at 5 p.m. Eastern, only on Peacock. Your entire life you've been told to save. But has anyone helped you figure out how to spend? With Fidelity Income Planning, get help creating a personalized plan for cash flow, even when you're not working. One that includes your 401k and all your other accounts. Make informed decisions that best fit your life ahead, whether one-on-one or through our planning tools. Learn more at fidelity.com slash income planning. Advisory services provided by Fidelity Personal and Workplace Advisors, LLC for a fee. Brokerage services by Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a, like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Best bets. What do you got, Trey? We talked about this early in the week. I'm going to stick with the Falcons uh, on the money line. Uh, I've kind of, with, you know, been hoping for a better price, hoping that the market would move Packers, but really no one was fooled by, number one, um, the issues they're dealing with on the offensive side of the ball in terms of skill position players being healthy, having healthy hamstrings. I don't know why every player on the Packers seems to be dealing with that type of injury, but they are. Uh, and I think uh, that does open the door for the revamped uh, Falcons defense to do its job. Uh, I know that they kind of were the beneficiaries of takeaways in uh, week one, and that may not happen again all season. But um, I do like the way that they're rostered to stop the uh, the Packers in general. And I would like to see uh, a true test for uh, for Bryce Love. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'd like to see a true test for Love, even though like Jordan Love, uh, he, he didn't really have to do much against the Bears, if we're being honest. And then uh, I don't expect much from uh, Desmond Ritter here. I would like to see kind of uh, Art Smith's approach against uh, the Joe Woods defense because it is, again, excuse me, Joe Barry defense. Second time I've done it this week. Uh, I'm getting my coordinators who should have been fired last year, the guy who did and the guy who didn't. I'm getting them confused, excuse me. Um, But, yeah, the Joe Barry defense, the way it's schemed, kind of exactly hand in glove with what Art Smith wants to do. So uh, I think Falcons more likely the team to score in this contest so give me them at home. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Green Bay also uh, second week in a row on the road, although a lot less significant travel. Yeah, also Green Bay, those injuries are concerning, um, particularly at receiver. We'll see 
what happens there with uh, Christian Watson and exactly how full go Romeo Dobbs uh, can be in particular. Uh, I am with you on the Falcons. Uh, it's a little bit more of Green Bay before believing that you know they're a team that's going to really contend uh, for the NFC North because I don't think they were up against much against Chicago. My best bet is uh, the Bengals minus three against the Ravens, and this is mainly just because of Baltimore's health situation. Uh, looks like Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum are going to both be out. That's 40% of their offensive line. J.K. Dobbins obviously is on injured reserve. Marcus Williams is out as well. Marlon Humphrey is still not practicing. Mark Andrews is practicing, but he was limited, and I imagine that he's not going to be 100%. And then also, Lamar Jackson was not good at all against Houston. Uh, he wasn't awful, but he wasn't far off it, and... The fact that it looks like there's going to be some growing pains in this Todd Munkin offense leads me to believe that Baltimore are just not not the team uh, that they're going to be a few weeks from now when everyone, or at least everyone who can get back healthy, is. And Cincinnati, uh, I'm not reading too much into that beatdown by Cleveland. I think Cleveland have a, a really good defense. Uh, I think the weather played a part. I think that Joe Burrow not having a preseason and coming off the calf injury all played a part. I think that they will now be better for the run. And uh, I think that when you factor in the injuries uh, and certainly uh, Cincinnati uh, will be very incentivized uh, to win this game uh, as will Baltimore, obviously, but Cincinnati will not want to go down 0-2. So uh, I like them to cover three. What do you think of uh, Cincinnati? We ride. Uh, let's go, Burrow. Uh, I'm going to be watching every minute of that game because I'm very concerned about, you know, if it's is a long-term thing or if he bounces back pretty quickly. But a full another week of practice should be exactly what the doctor ordered in terms of getting his timing and his, uh, and his uh, you know, mechanics right. Yep. Okay. Cincinnati and Atlanta it is. All right. Don't forget to check out NBCSports.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe if you're listening in podcast form. And also a reminder to find all your favorite NBC Sports shows on Amazon Music. Just head to Amazon.com slash NBC Sports. From Jake Croucher and Drew Dinsick. we'll see you next week. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a... Like a good neighbor? Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.